Hey, Katie. Hi, Ben. So I've been thinking a lot about, in software, how difficult time estimation can be. And that's something mm. that I deal with every day as a software engineer. But it seems like the kind of topic that might also be true uh, for data scientists. So I'm curious if we can talk about that today. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, cool. You are listening to Linear Digressions. So it's probably worth unpacking a little bit more what you mean by time estimation. So what does time estimation usually mean for you as a software engineer? Yeah, like let's say that let's say that you get a project and you need to figure out how long this project is going to take. And I guess this this could apply to like a very large project or a sub project or even like a, a smaller task within a project. But in terms of time estimation, it can be difficult because some of the time you think, okay, this is going to take me about... I actually have a friend who, who will always give the optimistic time estimation. And everyone around him <laughs> has kind of learned that at this point. He'll say like, oh, this should take, you know, two... I, I can get this done in two days. And what he means is, I, if everything goes right, I can get this done in two days. If I don't have other things to do or if I don't have... Um, if I don't run into any brick walls that I don't expect are going to be there. And unfortunately, that's kind of a thing that happens a lot. So you'll think, okay, I have this problem. I expect I can solve it in this rough way. And I feel that's probably going to take me two days. Then you actually get into the details. You find that there's a detail that totally confounds your original loose plan. And now your thing is going to take five days or six days. Or maybe you're not even sure how long it's going to take. Uh, one recent project that I was on should have taken me four days. That's what I kind of guessed. And it took me four weeks. And Ugh. that feels pretty... In it's pretty intense to say, like, that. this took me five times longer than I expected it to. And I think in other industries, you might have an estimation of how long something's going to take, and you might be off by 20% or 10% or maybe 40%, but not 500%, not 200%. Got it. Yes. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that is something that data scientists, we deal with our own version of that. So it might not be always building software, although sometimes it is, but there's a lot of analogs with doing something like building a model or getting a data set cleaned up or I don't know. Um, those are, those are some of the ones that seem like the most uncertain sometimes about how long they're going to take. And I think you're right that there definitely is, it's a little bit striking how bad we are at estimating how long software takes to deliver, because I've certainly seen my fair share of projects that are budgeted for two months, and then six months later, they're still kind of going. And so one question, if you're a practitioner in this field, you might hear about this and, and have your own versions of these stories. And as you said, it can be pretty hard in the moment to really step out of it and say, like, why does this happen? <laughs> I mean, we know mm. why it happens in any one case, because, you know, you spend four weeks just like wrestling with the problem, and you know what the technical, you're like, oh, the documentation was all wrong. Or we had this assumption about, uh, like, the technical specs of a certain system that turned out to be wrong, or there was just a thing that was not super well scoped, and we should have spent more time on it, you know, whatever. So that's not what I mean by not understanding why this happens. What I mean by 
we want to understand why this happens is why do we systematically often get this stuff wrong? And so that's what I want to talk about today. In particular, there's a really good blog post by Eric Bernhardson entitled Why Software Projects Take Longer Than You Think, a Statistical Model. And so let's go through it a little bit, but it's laying out some interesting assumptions about how the software process works and why that sets you up to run into these problems. Cool. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, I guess then how does, how does this work? Great. So the, when you're trying to think about estimating uncertainties on some kind of measurement, let's say, or a, or a prediction, Mm -hmm. which is what we're trying to do here. It's a pretty normal, (laughs) I'm about to make a pun. It's a pretty normal thing to do to estimate that the uncertainty is a normal normally distributed about the mean. Mm -hmm. So the normal distribution, just as a reminder, is the the bell curve shaped one Gaussian, if you're a physicist like me. So apologize if I call it that. And so the idea is that let's say there's a project that you think is going to take a week. And so the peak of that bell curve sits at a week and then it drops off uh, kind of exponentially on either side. Mm -hmm. It won't always take exactly one week, but with a normal distribution, it's predicting that it'll take maybe between five days and nine days, like 90% of the time. Exactly how wide that normal distribution is is a separate parameter, but it's you know kind of telling you something about your uncertainty on that estimate. Right. So far, so good? Sense. Yeah. So if you assume that uncertainties on these projections are normally distributed, then things in general will be tidy and well-behaved. And that's because the normal distribution is actually symmetric, right? You're just as likely to be 25% high as you are to be 25% low. And so if you were to have a series of tasks, each of which had a normal uncertainty on it, and you add them all up, then there's no particular reason why it should err on the side of being too conservative of an estimate rather than too too aggressive of an estimate. But there are a few things that start to break down when you start to think about this in more detail. Let's think about the normal distribution itself, again, with the idea that there's a, a one-week estimation time on a certain project or a piece of a project. So a normal distribution would say that it's just as likely to run under by two days as it is to run over by two days, Right. Right. And it also says that it's just as likely to run over by, let's say, six days as it is to run under by, say, six days. So what you're saying is it's just as likely for it to take one day as it is for it to take 13 days. Yeah. And let me take this even even one more step. Let me take this even one more step. Uh, I think you and I would both agree that something that you budget for seven days could take 15 days, right? more than more than twice as much as it as you budgeted but can something that you budget for seven days take negative one day because if it can take eight days too long can it take eight days too short i suppose if you have a bad memory yes you could have done it yesterday or a time machine (laughs) right yeah if you had a time machine i mean there are a lot more bad memories than there are time machines but so you see some of the problems here, right? I yes, that is that is definitely a joking aside that is a a serious problem. Yeah. So one of the first 
shifts that uh, is made in this blog post that I think is pretty smart is instead of thinking linearly about how long uh, a project is going to take relative to how long you estimate, which is kind of what this normal thing implies is that lower and higher are look the same. Instead, think of it in terms of what I think this blog post terms the blow up factor. So that means instead of thinking about like, is this 10% this way or 20% that way, think of it in a factor of two or a factor of three. So instead of saying it's just as likely to be three days faster as three days slower, say it's just as likely to be two times slower as it is to be half as slow, right? Right. So you're thinking about it multiplicatively instead of uh, additive, additively. Um, because if you think about it additively, three days early is is almost half, like is almost double speed. Three days later is not almost half speed. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're thinking of, yeah, you're thinking of it in terms of multiples, like how many times faster or slower is this rather than in days. And the thing that that implies is that now you're in the regime of instead of it being a linear type uh, relationship with the data or like a linear distribution in your data, it's now exponential because exponential is defined in terms of like multiples of the data on top of themselves. And so that means that now, oh yeah, go ahead. One other thing this solves is you can't finish the project one day before you start anymore. Correct. Yes. So what we do is instead of saying that our uncertainty on the time itself is normally distributed, we say our uncertainty on the blow-up factor is normally distributed. So we're just as likely to get it wrong by a half as we are to get it wrong by a factor of two. So what that means is that now our uncertainty distribution, instead of it being a normal, it's what's called a log normal. So it's just a log of the normal. And that has a different shape. So it starts out at, it can't go into the negative. So we've solved that problem of a project ending before it starts. And then it peaks up pretty fast. So it says that it's going to be very rare for a project that takes a week to take one day, but it wouldn't be that uncommon for it to take maybe four, five, six days. Then it starts to fall off, but it's got a long, long tail out to the high side. So a log normal will go out to, you know, if it peaks at seven days, it'll still, there'll still be plenty of distribution out at 10 days, at 15 days, at 20 days. And in fact, it goes all the way to infinity if you, if you wanted to, like low probabilities out there, but there's no theoretical upper limit of how long a project could take. Well, I mean, I guess there's the life expectancy of the person who's, who's uh, doing it. But yeah, mathematically. The, the, the tenure of the of the person who's in charge of it at some point they say like get out of here. also, yeah, like fire the person if they're still working on their one week project five years in, you know? Right, yeah. So now we're starting to get into <laughs> like organizational dynamics. But anyway, the point is that now we're thinking in terms of log normal instead of normal. Mm. And that also means that now medians versus means start to look a little bit different. So with a normal distribution, the mean and the median are at the same point. It's at the high point of the bell curve. But for log normal, the median is going to be at the peak of the distribution again. But because there's, by definition, there's as much probability mass below the median as there is above. 
but the shapes on the low side and the high side are different. So the shape on the low side is this very quickly rising distribution that starts from zero and then goes up to the median. But then on the on the high side of the estimation, to the right of the of the peak, there's this long, long tail, right? And so that means that while the median is at the peak, the mean is actually above the peak. And by how much kind of depends on the parameters of the distribution. But if the median is going to be, let's say, seven days, the mean might be something like 10. Mm, that it's, that's not intuitive at first. But when you think about it, it does make sense. Yeah, so the intuition is is here if you stop and think about how this what this has to do with software engineering. What that's saying is that most of the time, most tasks take about as long as you think that they're going to take. And maybe a healthy proportion of them even take a little bit faster. I know on my team sometimes we'll think something's going to take a day and then engineer sits down and is able to bang it out in a few hours. So that's that's something that happens. But it also means that there can be outliers that can really pull the average of the distribution up. So even if you're running on schedule or ahead of schedule on 80%, 90% of your tasks, if there's one task that runs way over, it can quickly run over by more than how much time you're saving on all the other small tasks, because there's such a large such a high ceiling to how long those high uncertainty outliers can take. Right, because it's multiplicative, the the range of potential amounts of time is small on the lower end uh, to the left of the peak and really, really long to the right of the peak. Yeah, yeah. So like if you save even 50% on a task that's supposed to take, you know, let's say three days, you know, how much time are you going to save? You're going to save like a day or two? But yeah. if you go over, there's kind of no theoretical, you know, to our earlier point, no theoretical upper limit. There can be a three-day task that takes you two weeks. Um, it can take three weeks. It can take four weeks. There's nothing that's making that physically impossible. And so one of the interesting points to ponder if you're thinking about this as a software engineer or as a data scientist, is like, okay, so how should I, how should I use this to make better estimates about my software? And so the main take-home points I think here are a couplefold. Number one, just knowing that when you get something wrong in estimating software engineering, you can sometimes get it wrong by a lot. And that in particular, and this is uh, something that is kind of hypothesized in the blog post, but I think I, I think I mostly agree with it, that the things that you end up getting wrong by the most and that blow up your estimates the worst are the ones that have the highest uncertainty or the ones where you know the least going in. So if it's something that you've done a million times before and you have a pretty good sense of, you know, what it is you need to do, like maybe you need to like write an endpoint for an API. This will be the 20th endpoint that you've written. All the other ones went pretty smoothly, like low uncertainty on that. Fine. But if it's something that's higher uncertainty, like we're going to integrate with a new library, we're going to try a new data set for this modeling approach, we're going to, I don't know, maybe try to revamp the user experience around a feature that we think is really high value, but the people don't understand or they aren't using. Like those are things that can be really unclear at the outset, how hard they're going to be. And mm -hmm. those are the ones that are the most likely to blow up your estimates. 
I think the thing that I find most interesting about this topic is the psychological aspect of it. Just speaking to what it's like being a software engineer working on a project, right? I mentioned at the beginning of the episode about how I had that one project that I I expected it to take four, did I say four days and it ended up taking four weeks? Yeah. So that took me, um, we could say 15 working days more than it was supposed to. That feels like a lot, right? Just like emotionally when you're when you're working on this for another three weeks and you're thinking what's wrong with me why can't I get this done you know uh, like it kind of it kind of wears you down on the other side of it I've also had projects that were supposed to take four days and I got them done in less than a day right like we were talking about at the beginning when you're when you're doing the additive thing the number of days when you are four times less efficient, is a huge number of days. And the number of days when you're four times more efficient is actually a small number of days. And so it, it feels emotionally to me when that happens, like I feel disproportionately worse as an engineer than I feel awesome as an engineer, even though I'm actually falling right within our, our little logarithmic curve, you know? because I have more opportunity to reflect on how long the long project is taking me uh, and less time to reflect on how short the fast project took me, uh, it can really feed the imposter syndrome. So it's, it's interesting to hear this kind of uh, pulled apart and talking about this from a mathematical perspective rather than just like how you feel day to day doing your work. Yeah, totally. So there's a little bit more to this analysis that we didn't have time to get all the way into, and it's just really fun to read through on its own. So again, the name of the piece is Why Software Projects Take Longer Than You Think, a statistical model. The author is uh, Eric Bernhardson, and we'll, of course, have a link on lineardigressions.com if you want to check that out and use it to get a little more on top of your software engineering estimates next time and have empathy for yourself. Linear Digressions is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at lineardigressions.com and katie at lineardigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at lindigressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.